0: Yeah, that that when they take him down there that is so gross. Um, there's just body parts and just blood and it's so gringy and the patients are like on top of like the grates and they're like yep. just jumping around and they, you know, put them in this crazy surgery room. Like it's a nightmare. Like it yeah. is literally a nightmare. That oh, is something
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. that
0: people who wake up in a nightmare would have. Like that is something only you could think of.
1: This is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies, share our perspectives as filmmakers, and dose you with our spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. I'm Matt,
0: getting dosed. Um, (laughs) Did you know, Tara, the most frightening thing about Jacob Singer's nightmare is that he isn't dreaming.
1: No! Um,
0: So dramatic in 1990s, (laughs) Jacob's Ladder. Okay, so mix of horror um mm-hmm. uh drama uh anti-war um like lots of stuff right in this movie yeah I think yeah it's,
1: i'd say that i very, think it's, sort of an examination of of ptsd a little bit
0: it's a lot um, of things i think it's awesome um i saw this movie when i was a young man many years ago and i've seen like bits and pieces of it over the years again but i yeah. sat and watched it like 10 days ago man that movie is crazy. It yeah, is crazy. I just
1: watched it again too, and it is so good. It, it, um, it really
0: is great. Um, I, I I don't think it got a lot of love. I think a lot of people. It's one of those movies. I think when you're done, it's kind of huh is a lot of people's reaction, or like if they're in a theater, what the hell just happened? I'm why I want my mm-hmm, money back kind of movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's like a crazy classic, like cult classic. I don't know if cult classic is the right word, but. I think it's got a lot more love in the last twenty years, maybe or whatever. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's <laughs> yeah, um I really it's like It's really
1: it. weird and interesting. It's really weird. <laughs> and um yeah, well okay. So well let's tell them essentially what the movie's about.
0: Yes. Um all right, Jacob Singer, um, Vietnam vet, right, is back in New York City years later. Did mm-hmm. they don't ever say what year it is though, right? we we Mm -hmm. never get yeah we never get dates of anything that's kind of the point of this movie really We don't know what's going on uh he was in vietnam because they show him in vietnam movie kind of starts that way um and he has this crazy moment where he's with his 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 squad and they're getting stoned whatever and like Mm -hmm. right afterwards a bunch of them start like having like almost like seizures i guess right yeah 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 like seizures and
1: like yeah Kirk just totally kirkin
0: out like vomiting blood and like just like jacked up and it's kind of scary you're like what is going on and we like jump then ahead to um i don't know you know beat for beat whatever but yeah no no it's the story of this guy who had clearly something abnormal being in a war is abnormal obviously but something above abnormal happened to him while he was there
1: well so he we see him with his girlfriend and he's divorced and has a couple of kids, and 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 one of them passed right. away, and he has all this stuff. So he's living this life, and he's flashing back.
0: And who is the kid to... that passed away? By the way, who's the actor?
1: Michael McCallie, our favorite.
0: Who doesn't um, love? He is
1: like literally just there to be the cutest kid alive, so that you can be sad that he's dead. And this
0: this was in 1990 when he was like his fame. He was about you know about to explode, he, right? He was huge. He at this was time, not right?
1: credited in this movie. Is he really? Not, I never noticed that. Okay. No, he is not credited in this movie.
0: Well, he's credited um, in plenty of other ones. So.
1: Yeah. So I think this is like right before he became somebody like a big actor. But
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. But
1: so he's having these flashbacks. But I mean, just to to give it all away, which we do on this, which we do <laughs> on this show. He's he starts then having. Flashes of still being married to his wife and is telling her that, like, oh, I had this dream that I was that I was dating this girl from work from the, in the post office. Yeah, right. Right. And so you're getting all three sort of lives, right? You're getting him in in war, him with his girlfriend and then him with his wife never having been divorced. Right. And in the end, it turns out. That this whole thing is like his life flashing before his eyes. As he's dying from being stabbed in war,
0: right. So, so yeah, th- there, there's it, a quick, yeah, like elevator pitch synopsis. So I was going to go a little bit further, just saying, yeah, was was saying, yeah, you know, this guy had a crazy abnormal experience in Vietnam. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. back now, and this crazy stuff is happening. Like that first scene when he's on the train. And oh he god, sees and that, he
1: sees the tail.
0: Oh dude, that guy's asleep on the train, and he sees like that is so nasty. I bet it's on a like a rat York. tail. Well, which the funny thing is I've been on plenty of New York City subways and that probably would not be abnormal sometimes. Yeah,
1: but... It's so gross. The effects uh, are so good in this. They're so like – mo- a lot of them are physical. So there's that. There's like the whatever animal that is head in the fridge at the party.
0: Oh, my God, he, like, yes. opens
1: up the fridge and there's just that like dead animal head in yeah, there. Yeah, he's like, um, yeah, whatever. There's, there's all this crazy stuff. But then there's also – there's the um, – the, as, as they call them the demons, right? Yeah. Like whatever they are. And they did those in oh, camera. About did you yeah. know this?
0: They were, they, they, made a move. Like, was it move really slowly like this or moving really, really, really fast? Well, So right? they just,
1: they just had them do it and they recorded and they it up, at like... four frames per second. Oh,
0: okay. I got and it. then I got played
1: it. it back at 24 frames per second. <laughs> okay. So Makes sense. Simple, it's like right? six times faster than they were doing it.
0: Perfect. That's so, so, yeah, easy.
1: all the all the f- effects were were live like they didn't do okay. any post production. But cool. um, but that. first, let me t- I want to get into the director of this because mm. Adrian Line, do, do you know what else he's directed? I think was a Fatal Attraction, Fatal Attraction, Great movie. Indecent Proposal. <laughs> oh, really? And Flashdance.
0: Oh, well, come on. I mean, God, I mean, I'll go with my, my favorite out of that is uh fatal attraction that movie's crazy
1: that's a great movie uh,
0: that's a great movie um, but i'm
1: like flash dance what a yeah. feeling
0: 1984 Keep whatever it was <laughs> right no that's yeah, a, that's, um, that, that's a pretty good resume
1: yeah I, um when fatal attraction was 93 94 something like that
0: no because no 80 87 this, because this movie was was it's after 87 that, so they, yeah and this is
1: 1990 yeah so. sorry that's indecent pretty... proposal was 93 It's a good resume, right? Yeah, right. Um, So I think the whole thing about
0: this—if if if I take away like you know I don't nothing else from it, um, which is a lot to take away from though—is I I just love how it sounds like an oxymoron, but I love how sad it is. Right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's depressing.
0: It's, It's they do a great job of. It's dirty. And I don't mean, like, sexual oh. dirty. Like, it's dirty.
1: No, no. New York like, in that time, that was before it got its, right. like, glow up. And, and it was really and, and dirty and drudgy
0: and gross. And, like, everything is gross. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, New York City is, like you said, at the time, it was not the greatest place in the world. You're right. Well,
1: and it's filmed in a very, like, 70s sort of way. A little bit. It, it all looks, I mean, it looks like vietnam era like 70s yeah. movies yeah. as opposed to dirty. Like a, a clean crisp 1990s movie right
0: where Lots they're more like, like slick
1: yeah. and and stuff yeah
0: not fancy lighting they're not trying to like they're not trying to recreate like a they're not trying to build a dirty like set a gross apartment they're like taking a gross apartment and they're just like putting cameras in it right they're yes. just going to yeah, do it yeah yeah like like that scene when he's um has the fever and they're dumping him in the bathtub. Like that bathroom mm-hmm. is gross, right? Like oh, it's yeah. disgusting.
1: Oh yeah, it's not cool. Right. And like, and like this is everything. like these are people who make, you know, fine money probably and they live in cuz cuz in New York you make fine money and you live in a freaking hovel.
0: Yes, you hovel.
1: Do. We had this when I when we did the witch, is it hovel or hovel?
0: Oh, uh, we'll take hovel. We'll go with that. I don't know. That, that they sounds... live in this
1: they live in this crappy apartment. S- squ- <laughs> we'll squalor. say
0: that. Squalor. Um, squalor but, but yes yeah, i love that there's word. just so many like and when he goes to the va hospital like oh like gross right like but that's the whole point like Ugh. that's what i just took away is this place is like nasty everywhere he goes his life is like grimy and it, that is like perfect like that's so well done i love that and i love the fact that at the end like you are confused and you you are like upset and you are i remember there's a movie we yeah. talked about it before um uh, Requiem for a Dream which I think is an amazing movie, right? Mm-hmm. I love it to death. I love it. It is but an amazing like, movie. But I wanted to take a shower after that movie,
1: right? Oh, and I, like, it's an amazing movie that I will never watch again because I it's, oh, so I've it's seen too it like much. Times. It's too much for me. I can't right. take it.
0: I've seen it a bunch of times because I think it's genius. But yeah, I kind of wanted to like go wash my hands like in the sink for a little while after the end, watching this again. But that's so like well done. It's so like he lives this like you know well in the life he's supposedly living whatever like he feel bad me. for the for the dude like he's got like a job at like the post office which is a good job quite frankly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it seems like it seems like it's this crappy job and he's just like has all these problems and like totally anti-war too right it has to be like it's totally talking about you know awful things in vietnam and you know
1: yeah i mean it's definitely talking about right? awful things in vietnam but the interesting thing is they talk about like so he has the whole thing where he talks to the the scientist who who made the yeah whatever it was the 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 food additive that they were testing on them right the ladder right the ladder yeah and so he's talking to that guy and he he finds out that he was stabbed by one of his own people by one of his own like
0: because you don't actually see that till the end then right
1: yeah (laughs) soldiers that he was with but but was he or is that just stuff that his brain is That's making up That's what I'm up? saying like
0: we don't really have like, yeah, we mean, don't like, know What you said we what you said to open it up your synopsis was saying um you know that his his life is flashing before his eyes while he's dying in like a field hospital right mm-hmm. Okay sure or is it like yeah I don't really know <laughs> Well but it's um, not
1: like it's not like I look at it as it's not his life Thus far, that's flashing through his eyes. It's like right. his potential lives, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. that are no, flashing through his I eyes, uh, through his right. mind. It seems like, right, um, right. to me. Um, yeah. And um, where was it? The, they talk about um, the. <sighs> nope, lost want, it. Lost it, guys.
0: Do you want? Do, do you want to talk about the uh, the the tail? the monster when she's dancing at the party
1: oh god okay well (laughs) hold on i i found it it was so the so but the this whole like life flashing for your eyes thing right Mm -hmm. so apparently this whole movie was inspired um let's talk about that the writer was inspired by the i'm gonna say this wrong bardo thadol the tibetan book of the dead yeah that and i think the biblical um, story of jacob's ladder jacob's ladder like from the um uh, yeah,
0: what is it from – what book or – I can't remember the where it's from. But, yeah, well, it's a the 1961
1: – and the 1961 movie um, Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which was based on an 1890 short story by Ambrose Deers. Didn't,
0: didn't this guy also like go to Tibet or something and like trip out for a while also? Didn't he – I don't the know. Guy I I
1: yeah, I don't the guy know.
0: who wrote it? I don't know. But I, I, I do I know. I I wrote that, but –
1: I do know that he also wrote. So this guy, um, Bruce Joel Rubin, is the is the screenwriter. He okay. also wrote uh, Ghost. Oh, okay. He wrote Deep Impact. Hey, now you know what. And he is still working, or at least was ten years, ten or fifteen years ago. He wrote The Time Traveler's Wife.
0: Okay. So of the um two dueling end of the world movies, Deep Impact and Armageddon that came out at the same time,
1: mm-hmm. Deep
0: Impact Deep Impact gets my vote for the better one, by the way. I'll just I'll just throw that out. Deep
1: there. Impact versus what's the other one? Armageddon. Armageddon, right. I like Deep
0: Impact better. I thought it was better. But that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But anyway, um <laughs> Yeah, there there's definitely some stuff to be said. I mean, this is based on like a lot of ideas and thoughts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. references and it's just a mishmash of I mean, it's a wonderful mishmash of a well, lot of things. I love, I love it, the but...
1: part I can't remember who says it, but they talk about that that if you're when you're struggling against death, I think it might be the chiropractor Louie who says it, but it's like that yeah. when you're struggling against death, you see these these things that are oh. like flashing back and forth. You see all these things as demons. But when you when finally you, make peace with the fact that you're right. dying, then you see them as angels leading you on right. to the next plane. So at the very end, he sees his his dead son. Yeah, yeah. Who I think really is dead.
0: Yeah, and, and they they go to the distance of showing what happens you when know, he's riding his bike into the street and he drops mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. stuff and he get and you see the car like hit the bike. So they they go yeah they wouldn't go that far to show that. I don't think unless that maybe that really did happen. Right. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel like that probably did happen because it comes up a lot and he leads him, he leads him up the stairs actually, at the end into the light.
0: I actually think the, the I think the part of him having this wife and the kids was real. And I think the life with the other woman, I think that was like made up. I don't no, know. I right? think, yes. That's what I, <laughs> I think. Know. I
1: think I do. I think he had the life with his wife and kids. And I think yeah. that, that he was seeing what would happen if he was still with them and he was seeing what would happen if they got divorced and he started dating someone else.
0: He 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 survived the war now he's trying to put his life back but together in and a he way, got divorced and, right.
1: In a way like cuz you could tell he wasn't happy when he was in the in the life with the girlfriend, right? With no, with Jezebel. No. Yeah, Jeze, how about that? Right? Gotta, like how about naming what, what a her great... Jezebel?
0: Oh, what a great name for um, a pet or anyone expecting a daughter. Jezebel, great
1: name. Great oh, name, yeah. great name. I great love name. it, I never
0: thought about that.
1: Um, but I think he was... It's interesting that she's named Jezebel because she is yeah, the... Of course. If he had broken up with his wife and dated the right. Jezebel, right? Like, they literally just named her the the yeah. what it is. Right. Um, Perfect. And I think that he is actually in a way putting himself in hell by imagining all that life with her, with Jesse.
0: Okay.
1: Like, so we, one of the first things we see after that opening scene with them, um, in, in, uh, I was about to say Afghanistan and in, in Vietnam. Um, yeah, right. sorry, there's my life intruding, um, with they, all them in Vietnam. The, one of the first things we see in the subway is a sign for New York and one that says hell, really big
0: yeah because it's about right. like
1: not doing drugs right right but it says hell what? like huge it's one of those,
0: like subliminally but not subliminally placed you know kind of things
1: yes yes they, it's like here you are they, you're in hell there you go
0: do you know where they shot the vietnam scenes do you know where that was by the way i'm always curious <clears> how <throat> where they where they shoot these
1: oh geez like, i feel now like now was in the i feel philippines like it was and... in the i feel like it might have been in the philippines too
0: Okay, I'm just always curious how they do that. No, 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 um, no,
1: no. I think it was, I think it might have been Puerto Rico.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. I never yeah, really I think it that.
1: might have been Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, cool. I believe that's See, what yeah, I you, heard. And I love how when that? he's at Vietnam, it's all sort of sepia toned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a little bit warmer than the rest. Yeah. And they
0: want to make, yeah, they got to make, they got to separate them from that, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah um yeah do you want to talk about the scene with the tail and the dancing and the at the party that was so oh, pretty oh the
1: the very obvious hentai <laughs> that
0: was very um weird and if i if i had seen that at a party i would have been very the, upset.
1: the just, tentacle sex <laughs>
0: yeah that was uh, yeah weird.
1: that's so weird but that was so yeah. cool but it was so well shot Because you never fully see what's going on, you just see flashes of different angles and different things, and And
0: she's all (gasps) and it's like
1: the tentacles everywhere, and
0: (laughs) and before that member, he's goes to see the woman reading the he see the palm reader, and And she she says she tells you're dead or something. Oh,
1: according to this, you're already dead.
0: Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? And he's like, oh, that's funny, and. You're sitting there watching like, hmm, this is interesting. What's what's going on here?
1: Yeah. According to this, you're already dead, honey. Um, which is, again, like a very early, just not that early, but like a mid a mid film, like nod to like, no, he's he's dead. That's what's happening. Right. Like, that right. is what's happening here.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was a wild scene. So and I mean, the best has got to be when they take him to the hospital and the one the Oh, oh man. the
1: hospital, and they take him through the, oh, um, God. through the, uh, gosh, I'm sorry, guys, I keep coughing today. They take him through the ward with the, uh, with the so mental I, patients. I,
0: I can only think about this is 1990, right? And I think of a few things, right? One, like that had to have been, in, I'm thinking of things that it was inspired by and the mm-hmm. things that it inspired, right? So, right. It it inspired to me – oh, sorry. It was inspired by all these reports that you were were seeing in the 80s about these mental hospitals where people were basically beaten and murdered sometimes. Yep. Yep. Um, And the treatment was, like, horrendous. So they're trying to show that. That had to have been part of it. And the inspiring part, I don't know. Did you ever watch um, any of the American horror stories that mm -hmm. have been on the last 10 years? Did you ever see um, Asylum?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I see that. Yeah. I see that. So
0: that's, that's part of it too. And I feel like just any spooky. And I think I heard, I wonder though,
1: I wonder silent if Silent
0: Hill part of silent Hill was maybe inspired silent by Silent Hill but, I heard
1: was inspired by it, but with, with American horror story asylum, I kind of wonder if it was actually, if it was inspired by Jacob's ladder or if it and Jacob's ladder were both inspired by the same true thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. They, you know, they kinda, it all wraps. It kind of all wraps into the same, I suppose. But so some yeah, of the imagery, that, by the that,
1: way, in this that movie
0: scene was is inspired. So
1: some of the imagery was inspired by the photographs of Joel Peter Witkin, and one of them they, they said the most recognizable one apparently is the image of the hooded legless man shaking his head. Oh my goodness. That was inspired by Witkin's 1976 photograph man with no legs. So wow. they definitely brought in a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different art forms that they were inspired by in this, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, that that when they take him down there, that is so gross. Um, there's just body parts and just blood and it's so gringy. And the patients are like on top of like the grates and they're like yep. just jumping around. And they, you know, put them into this crazy surgery room. Like, it's a nightmare. Like, it yeah. is literally a nightmare. That oh, is something yeah. Oh, yeah. that people who wake up in a nightmare would have. Like, that is something only you could think of. To like And, like, the ability to take that and put that on the screen, like, is just, I mean, it's beautiful the way they did it. Like, it's awesome. But, But man. it's
1: disturbing. Ooh, um, dude. The other, the other artists who they used for, like, the visual style are um, William Blake. Our buddy HR, I think it's, I now think it's pronounced Giger.
0: Uh, yes, I believe you're right. And
1: Francis Bacon.
0: Okay. All right. Very, so yeah. their
1: art was inspiring it too. They,
0: they did a hell of a job. How about when um, he gets his wallet stolen by Santa? Remember that?
1: <laughs> oh, God. And then he's like, they've like got him in the, <laughs> on the right. gurney.
0: He's got, he's got no idea. As they're this going into Santa's the hospital. Stolen!
1: They're like so who took it santa santa and they're like oh god he's going to the mental right. ward that's sure. for sure
0: <laughs> but yeah and it's just like this sad and like just hopeless like because then he goes to try to find that doctor and there's that one scene where you oh, and the down doctor's down the hall, already dead but he f- walks into that room where they're having like a group therapy thing or something and they make a point to show all these quick tight shots of like all the patients mm-hmm. who like it's just it's just showing more of like despair in the world. Like these people are yeah. so upset. We don't know them. We don't need to know them. But we but they're showing this to you. Like but, we're just we're going to show you then, this stuff.
1: But then they're not even real. Right. He's making up these miserable people in his head.
0: Yeah. Right. Like right.
1: how fucked up is that? He's yeah, making up all this misery in his head while he's Your dying mind. in his last few Your moments mind. of life. <laughs>
0: Your mind can do some pretty amazing things. Um, so,
1: okay. I want to talk about Danny Aiello as the chiropractor Louie. Okay. Because I loved him.
0: What is he in? I'm like, he's in a lot uh, of stuff. He's
1: in so much stuff. And I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of now I can't specific. think I'm, of what,
0: but has he been, he's had to have been in some mob <sighs>
1: movies, right? I think he is um he is I, in I'm just trying to think of one thing i specifically remember him let from. me see let me see let me see let me see let me see yeah, he give me a is rundown. in he's great, oh he's in do the right thing okay he's in moonstruck
0: oh wow okay
1: he's in hudson hawk okay um he is in
0: well, little is italy sounds
1: like <laughs> that would be him <laughs> yeah it does Italy. Right? he's in um lucky number slevin which i like which is I silly saw that silly movie i enjoyed it um let's see mm. that's that's he's in a lot of other stuff
0: i have to look it up and see if it's the one i'm just that i'm thinking of that uh, night heat anyway.
1: the pickup artist
0: night. well he he so he is great um in the movie he's like the guardian angel i guess is you could say is that you think yeah i accurate? i feel
1: like that's sort of his role he's he's sort of a Sort of an angelic Guardian angel. And he says to him, and I love this line. <laughs> he says to him, to, to Jacob, he says, the only part of you that burns in hell is the part that won't let go of your life. And that say is it, apparently... More, say, it more, say it one more time. The only part of you that burns in hell is the part that won't let go of your life. Huh. That's and that's from the philosopher Eckhart. Um, okay. And I just thought that was... Very, I don't know, very um wise. It seemed very meaningful to me. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like totally, dude.
0: That's Um, why I had you read it again because I wanted to hear it again. Yeah, it's
1: it's just so profound. That's what I was looking for. It's profound.
0: Profound. I like it.
1: Um and I love so okay, so the director made sure there was a real chiropractor on set who worked with Danny Aiello to make sure it was like all authentic. It looked. And, like, I mean,
0: it looked fairly authentic. I, I've never been to a chiropractor, well, but it seems. It so Adrian line, the director, me.
1: said that chiropractors will approach him pretty often and thank him for going to the trouble of getting it right. There you go. See, but it's all but about getting how that stuff right. Loud were all those cracks, well and crunches. Be,
0: of course. Of oh course. my
1: god, I, well, I feel like there are some... a lot of sounds in this movie that they that they amped up, right? Like there's um. What's the what's the lawyer that he goes to see? What's his name? Um, George Costanza from Seinfeld? That's yes, right. yes, George's yes. This <laughs> but, what is, but what is the lawyer's name? Um, Geary. Oh, I don't know Geary. His name. <laughs> Mr. Geary. He goes to see Mr. Geary. And um,
0: oh, I have a comment about that. It was weird, too.
1: And he's eating. First, he's crunching ice while he's yes. talking to them. All right. Then he picks up Fritos and he starts eating Fritos. Talk about product placement, like right there get, he's eating right. all these fritos.
0: Yeah, exactly. But right. um
1: but the crunching of both are are unnaturally loud. And
0: Which there I, are I a mean, few
1: places throughout the movie where that happens.
0: I mean, it's exaggerated, but I like it. I, I, I never really thought much of it, I guess, but um that's interesting. Okay.
1: I thought that was interesting. I I don't know exactly why they did it or what it means. I think it might just be part of the like disturbing. Everything's a little weird vibe. I think
0: that's fair. I think that's fair. And it just, you know, it's just like in any movie, like something, things are always exaggerated. It's like when we watch these movies where people are in a crowded restaurant, yet we see the dialogue perfectly audible, even though they're in a room full of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what about um, oh. the scene where speaking of you know, George Costanza we love mm-hmm. George he's the lawyer is okay then there's that one part that kind of like everything's all out of control then it really gets crazy when he sees him in court or in his office or whatever mm-hmm. and he's telling him basically to to you know get lost yeah and he and he tells him I checked everything out and you guys never even served in the war and it's like wait what what happened yeah, yeah, like, he's
1: like you were just in you were just what? in training oh my god yeah he's like Like, you were just in training and then you got like then you got sent home like (laughs) yeah i okay
0: oh my goodness so that
1: scene though i have trivia about that scene all
0: right
1: that scene um um george costanza what is his actual name um (laughs) jason alexander
0: jason alexander jason
1: alexander is like five six or something yeah, he's not tall. And Tim Robbins is like the opposite. He's like six six or six five. Is he
0: really? I don't know he was so that tall. Okay. In
1: order to make it like less obvious the height difference, that was supposed to that scene where he's yelling when was supposed to take when he's telling him to go away was supposed to take place in like a hallway. They moved it to the stairs so that he could be lower on the stairs. And, yeah,
0: okay.
1: And Jason Alexander could be higher on the stairs, so you wouldn't notice. Kind how a, much bigger tim robbins is
0: a, a form of force perspective or something almost right? yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. that's um,
0: interesting i didn't know he was that tall okay wow.
1: yeah i didn't either i never would have guessed he was that tall i mean i i think i would have guessed that jason alexander was kind of short that i knew because i
0: cause but I've i never would have guessed that tim called. robbins I was really that. tall but i don't know a lot about um oh and by the way danny aiello of course i remember he's in godfather 2 and he's in um, once upon a time in america
1: There you go. He's in
0: two two mob movies. So
1: also um, speaking of speaking of Tim Robbins playing the role of Jake, which we hadn't mentioned yet. So here's a a fun tidbit. Um, I actually have a couple here. So first. um, Adrian Line was asked to direct the Bonfire of the Vanities, right, which came out the same year, but he turned it down so he could direct Jacob's Ladder. Well, his first choice for the role of Jake was Tom Hanks. Oh, really? But in an interesting coincidence, Tom Hanks turned down um, Jacob's Ladder so that that he could make the bonfire of the vanities.
0: (laughs) Wow. So they went like, and
1: like crossed each other. And then um, some of the other people who were considered for the leading role, like I can kind of see Tom Hanks playing it. He has that sort of like, innocent yeah. like feel to him i i think that tim robbins was the right person but i can see tom hanks playing it some of these other people who are who are considered the, okay richard gear
0: uh i could see that eh.
1: dustin okay. hoffman
0: no, no i don't no, see no. that
1: <laughs> and al pacino
0: okay i could i could buy al pacino i could i could do that i think i could see that maybe
1: maybe i think tim i think tim was it's the right choice fun.
0: it's always fun though to you know look at that later and think like who else would have you know fit or who else it would have been interesting well, to see who so they also <laughs> they
1: auditioned about 300 women for um jesse okay and elizabeth Pena is who played it she yep. was the very first person who auditioned so they after they the auditioned job? her wow. they auditioned like 300 other women including that's crazy including J Lo, nah. Andy McDowell. How old was Jennifer Lopez then? Probably not very. Yeah,
0: um, so J-
1: Jennifer Lopez, Andy McDowell,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Madonna. I could see, see. Totally, see Madonna doing
0: that. I could see Madonna
1: doing it. Yeah. Uh, she would have been great. Uh, Demi Moore. Okay, maybe. And Julia Roberts.
0: Okay. I could definitely see Madonna having done that. I feel like she would have been good at that. Oh,
1: yeah. I can definitely see Madonna doing it.
0: Yeah. So Tim Robbins, of course, um, was in Top Gun, which is great. Um, And did you ever see a movie called Arlington Road?
1: Why do I know that movie? Because it's awesome. I think I saw it. He (laughs) He was also in Mystic River.
0: The player, Howard
1: the Duck. He was in Howard the Duck.
0: Ah, who doesn't love Howard the Duck? Um, yeah, but he, yeah, he was in, um, Arlington road, which is awesome. You need to watch that movie. That is crazy. Good.
1: Oh, he's he's going to be in the upcoming. They're doing that, that, um, fantasy book wool. Hmm. He's going to be in that.
0: Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Do we call him, you call him an A-list celebrity or, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's good actor, right?
1: I'd say, say, I don't know if he's a list as far as like pulling in box office, but I'd say he's definitely like up there. Um, yeah, he he was movie. in Castle Rock, that TV series mm-hmm. recently.
0: So I still haven't watched that because that's a Stephen King thing. I know. I haven't mm-hmm. really watched mm-hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> it Yeah.
1: He guessed it on Portlandia.
0: Did he? Okay. <laughs>
1: Portlandia is funny. Uh, that's I, such a I, silly I, I show. I like him.
0: I think he's good. And um, I think he does a great job in this.
1: He and, had an uncredited yeah, I mean, role in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, guys.
0: Nice. Oh, and don't forget... Um, now this movie doesn't have a huge cast. Oh,
1: wait. He was the president in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me.
0: Are you serious? Was he really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: That's hilarious. Shawshank Redemption, Hudsucker Proxy. That's what I love, man. Hudsucker Proxy.
0: Shawshank Redemption. He's probably most well-known for that. Um, He's
1: been in so many great things.
0: This cast is not huge, right? Um, But how about... Did I... Ving Rhames... Is one of the guys Bing Rames is one of the guys. From, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, oh my God, who is the other dude? Who was like a daytime soap opera star? I can't remember who it is. I don't know. Anyway, but um, so what about like the whole paranoia government cover up Vietnam thing? What about that? Right.
1: Yeah. Well. So, okay. I have a little bit of um trivia about that. Okay. So the closing. So in the closing, after the end of the film, they have that like. <laughs> little they have the little writing where they talk about like the the yep. testing the drug in Vietnam. Yep. yep. So the drug they mention is named B Z, okay. which is a NATO code for hallucin uh, hallucinogen called, and I'm gonna murder this. Three quinuclitonil benzolate. Three quinuclidinil benzolate. Okay, which it was rumored that that was given to troops during the Vietnam War to try and increase their combat abilities. So that was based on something on something real.
0: Wow, that's scary. Yeah, right. That's like scary. that kind of. And then, and then, them. I don't know. You know, thinking about like you know if it was real and it really happened. You know, like these five guys trying to go against like the whole U.S. government, like you know like how do you fight you that you can't that even fight some... the machine right right you, you really then, like, can't his... and his buddy that he meets with and then gets you know blown up in the car explosion or whatever like i mean well and then yeah. all his
1: friends who are like who are like nope we're not doing it no more let right. it go and
0: that was that was weird like, yeah like what's happening with that and yeah so it's got it's got a lot of there's just a lot of like layers and a lot of different things going on in this movie it's really very interesting yeah yeah
1: Okay, so I have another big, um, big trivia that I think is really interesting. Okay. So in the original screenplay, all the demons were, like, really typical, like, biblical demons. Like, horns, wings, cloven hooves, yeah. all that crap.
0: All that. But the director was stuff.
1: like, eh, this could be, like, comedic. It might not, like,
0: it might not, like, it might like not play right. Say, it's taking an outrageous concept and yeah. making it believable
1: so he did right. a bunch of research and he learned about thalidomide do you know what thalidomide yeah. is
0: um i heard about the thalidomide babies
1: before yeah okay so, before thalidomide babies yes. that's right so in late yes. 50s early 60s they gave it to pregnant women um yes as an antiemetic right. to help fight this. morning sickness and then like to help them right. sleep too right right but they didn't do good clinical tests clinical trials no, on didn't, it didn't and Ghost so there were like 10,000 kids in Africa and Europe yeah. who were born with yeah. these severe physical deformities because yeah. their mothers had taken thalidomide while they were pregnant with them. And so he right. studied that case and he thought that those birth defects that were caused by the drug would be a really good starting place for him, like designing what the demons would look like in, oh, wow. in the movie. So like, okay. like you were talking about in the hospital – you see the guy crawling above them on the thing and he has like, Mm -hmm. he has like little stub legs like he doesn't have full legs. You see all these people that don't look, don't look fully formed. Um, So yeah, he, he took that from that. I thought that was really kind of interesting.
0: That no, that really, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there was so much like deep like research and like looking at all kinds of different aspects of, life mm-hmm. and stories mm-hmm. to get all this stuff from it's kind of amazing yeah you take all this info there was so much and then pack it into the story um and like i said to some people it's it's probably crazy i think it's nuts but um yeah yeah that that's heavy that's wild how about that oh yeah, and i so forgot
1: it. oh for anyone who's interested in the drug aspect the the bz and stuff um that part of the story was inspired by a book called *Acid Dreams: The CIA, LSD, and the Sixties Rebellion* by Martin Lee and Bruce Schneier.
0: Okay. okay. Um, so, if
1: anybody's interested in looking more into that, there's a book on it. A lot it. of
0: people, a lot of people dropping acid back in the sixties, man.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was all
0: about, <laughs> yeah. So pretty crazy. Um,
1: I just think this is like movie him? is so cool. It's so you need,
0: smart. You need to it's you need to, smart yes, you need
1: it's t- philosophical it, it's
0: you, you need to watch it a yeah. couple of times you really do you really do. it's yeah. not a one watch movie and you're like okay it was awesome it's like like i said I, I watched it years and years ago i was i was a kid i i, I don't think yeah i, I watched it several
1: years ago and <clears throat> and i feel like this time i i noticed certain things that maybe i wouldn't have caught the first time around oh
0: yeah um, oh, absolutely just yeah,
1: yeah just like things with the demons and little little hints that like okay oh one thing that that i read he's so you when he has these visions right of these of the the tail on the person in the sleeping in the subway or the or the um the dance scene where she's got the tentacles all up on her yeah um apparently he's never in the shot when with those things that he's seeing it's always back and forth you never see him actually in the shot with it
0: his point of view from what he he sees it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Right.
1: yeah it's only done from his pov which is pretty typical of movies like that where they want you to not know if it's real or not yeah because you don't know if you have a reliable narrator
0: or not right yeah. Um, yep. And that's you got to you got to do that right. That that can be hard to do. Which
1: I think in this at the end they sort of sidestep the whole is he a reliable narrator thing because right. He's it's all in his head. So he's there you is no reliable gonna, or non-reliable. It's all just in no. his head.
0: Yeah, you don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought wow. this was a really interesting movie. I I just
0: Oh
1: yeah. And it's, I mean I guess it's like I really said, it, it, well it's really well shot. Mix. It's really well acted it's yeah. smart um yeah. it's weird it's scary yeah i don't know it's kind of got everything weird. i love that's kind of got yeah, all no, the, it really all does. The, it ticks all the boxes for me when, when he has you that know? fever
0: and they put him in that tub full of ice like that's like scary like oh my god yeah like people you know get like crazy sick and they say like yeah you're supposed to do something like that like could you imagine that that would be terrifying right oh man that'd just be super scary um yeah yeah no, I like everything about it. It's really good. It, 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 I think, it definitely is a cult kind of movie. I think. I feel like they made, I think, a remake or a or some sort of sequel or something like three or four years ago. And I think it's a piece of garbage, quite frankly. Um, I have not. I think seen it's night, just a remake. Is it? I, I, I don't think it's good. I think it's. I think it's awful. I think it's really bad. But up to you. You can watch it if you want. I am not going to see it. But that's fine. I'll stick with like what I got here. It's the kind of movie that you can Google and read people's inputs and opinions and perspectives on for days. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those movies. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, You can and, go like, down the they, rabbit hole they, on,
0: like, a lot of stuff.
1: They reference philosophy so much. Like, he's reading The Stranger by Camus, like, in yeah. in that first subway scene. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, it, it's not like you watch it two or three times and you're like, oh, I got it. No, you mm-hmm. don't. Like there's so much to do. You can read so much about it and to read – it reminds me of like, like like one of my favorite movies is Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. It's like very much happening in that movie. And like I need explanations of stuff still. And I've seen the movie probably 11 times. But I still need like to find out stuff. I don't get all this stuff. Um, yeah. Movies like, like that, that are cool. Like we, we love the Ninth, Ninth Gate, right? There's a lot of weird oh, stuff the going Ninth on. Ninth Gate, I love it. I yes. don't understand everything in that movie. There's way weird stuff going on this, there too that I don't get. I
1: want to say this almost has a similar vibe to Ninth Gate, and isn't Ninth Gate from the '90s it too? It feels like that. Uh,
0: 1999.
1: Yes, yeah, so this is early. This is 1990, but
0: this is the beginning of the decade. There's a, decade a very the end, so similar, a big, like.
1: <laughs> feeling where you're like not quite sure what's going on everything's a little weird and a little off yeah
0: right i, I think i i definitely, definitely understand State. ninth gate more State. than i do this I've but i've seen that. ninth gate like a thousand times too but yeah um i love movies that make you think there's a lot happening and there's different not necessarily subplots but mm-hmm. small pieces that you reference and keeps you on your toes so yeah yeah no again i hadn't seen it in a while and i, I feel like I kind of want to go watch it again,
1: you know? Okay, yeah, so are we saying, we recommend good. this movie. I'm down with oh, it. Yeah. I love this movie. I oh, think it's yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. Um, it's great. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I feel like I need to say about it.
0: Tell people to watch it.
1: Yeah, just, guys, it's really, it's really good and smart, and it's, yeah. it holds up really well for a movie from yeah. now 30 years ago, 32 years ago. I think ago. so. Oh, my yeah, God, I feel old. I I agree it holds up really well so okay yeah. next up guys another one i'm really excited about serpent and the rainbow oh
0: is love coming it. up
1: next <laughs> so that'll be our next episode listen out so for so here, here's
0: here's what you do here's your homework for that right okay it's a it's a great book this is to everyone mm-hmm. it's a great book um i've read the book it's by wade davis it's excellent oh, i haven't read it yet go read the book first and listen to the epi- to our episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, don't watch the movie. Just read the book and listen to the episode.
0: No, no, no well, well um, yeah, yeah, you got to watch, watch the movie. Good, then though. you got to listen to our episode. But yeah, yeah but what I, I meant was read the book first. But also go read into the it. book. Think... The book
1: is good, apparently. Says, great. Says, great. says Matt.
0: Love it. I love um, it.
1: So, guys, our normal plea: please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Radio, wherever you're listening. Uh, Everywhere. So more people can find us. And don't forget to send us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far. Whatever else you want to tell us about at thescarymovieproject at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thescarymovieproject. Peace out.
0: Remember, you can't win if you you don't don't play. play.
1: The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com.